0: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland.
1: And this is Dimity in Denver um, with a very inflexible back. Um, I got to tell you last night, Sarah, so I went went to a massage.
0: Oh, I know. um, At at 8 o'clock, right?
1: At 8 o'clock, yes, yes. Well, you were giving me grief on the phone before. She's like... Dimity, are you, are you sure you're going to make it there? And I basically like with, I didn't go in my pajamas, but I put on, um, you know, my yoga pants, um, and my undies, of course. So that was always not a good look, but, but I didn't want to put go. the
0: undies on first, right? Then the yoga I pants. I okay. did.
1: I didn't, okay, I didn't go over. Okay. Good. Um, but yeah, my friend James, I feel better wearing my undies around my friend James. And, um, so, uh, wait, so take, anyway. oh,
0: you wore underwear during the massage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love you being I like, kept... yeah, duh. <laughs> Well, I kind of make that call based on the sex of the the masseuse, the gender, the
0: gender, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The gender yeah. of the massage therapist. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you do you go commando all the time, no matter what? Oh yeah. Oh well, oh, I, oh,
0: yeah. my, oh my goodness! One time, um, when I got to go to, it was very nice. I got to go to Canyon Ranch for work w- back in the day, and I got to take along my best friend. And she had, I think it was shiatsu massage. And you're, I didn't, I didn't realize, and I steered her wrong. You're supposed to be semi clothed during shiatsu. I think that was the type she had. Oh, and I sent her there, and she didn't have any underwear. And, oh, she was ticked at me, because um, <laughs> they're like doing all these stretches, and you know, these kind of like leg. Oh,
1: that's time massage. Oh,
0: okay. Well, whatever. She was just like, <laughs> oh my so, gosh. yeah, no, I, I always, you know, do the full Monty during a massage.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah. It just, it depends upon, I, I kind of, I'm a little bit more modest. So, mm-hmm. um, well, you know, cause my gap cotton briefs. <laughs> I was going to say your make make granny pants. Don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So, um, hey, hey, they're string bikinis. They're, they're, they're a little raunchy in the front. Um, but anyway, so I was like, you know, James, James is a guy I go to. And I was like, my back is killing me. My shoulder's killing me. I, I just said, you know, if you just work on that, because I, I had an hour, I'm like, that's fine. And mm-hmm. honestly, he worked on my lower back for. I mean, 45 minutes, like, and he is, I mean, I like him, but I do not like him and that he is so strong and so intense. Like it's the kind of massage that hurts, but you know, in the end is doing the, the kind of work that needs to be done. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, mm-hmm. Oh, let me put some lotion on you and I'll maybe put pre- a little pressure. It's more like drill <laughs> into your muscle, you know? And I just, so anyway, but my back is feeling better. So then I just went, gosh, I just sound like I'm like a, you know, a rehab uh, specialist because I got my massage last night and then I just got back from Pilates, you know, half an hour ago. And uh, <laughs> I walked in and the woman's like, you look really tight. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Oh, no. And that was before you'd even mo- done anything other than walked into the room?
1: yeah what well, which is good i mean and then and then later said you look a lot better but you know it's just so funny like just i mean cuz they well especially pilates instructors are so tuned into your body mm-hmm. like they just they notice the stuff that the rest of us doesn't um right. so anyway nice so i'm feeling yeah. kind of a lot looser and you know my lumbar region is, is ready to go in case you need me to, you know, do any squats or anything like that.
0: Well, like I say, I, that's funny that we talking about this because the last I've started taking this bar class at the refinery up on Fremont here in Portland. And um, so we do these kind of um, ab work that involves you kind of like lifting your hips, but then articulating your spine down. Oh, yeah, I don't have, I have the most inarticulate spine there is. <laughs>
1: that's it's hard i mean and that's what has made such a difference for me through pilates yeah i mean just doing those bridges you know oh, yeah. or just bridging but but you got to go bridge up through each vertebrae uh-huh. i mean yeah no you know, there, there are whole chunks of my back that move as a whole you know like seven vertebrae they don't oh. separate
0: oh yeah we're, t- we're <laughs> twins in that manner because um ashley came over and was like putting her hand up. she's like can you like try to put this one down and then that one then i'm like nope they are like baby back ribs they are all stuck <laughs> together <laughs> They're just boom down. Take a big
1: bite, Ashley. Take a big bite. That's all I got to
0: offer. (laughs) And they're mighty juicy because I got a lot of fat on them too.
1: (laughs) Lather up the bbq sauce.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, but our guest today. Uh, probably has a very articulate spine as well. (laughs)
1: That was a good segue. Hey, Dorothy Beal, you got an articulate spine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the many advantages she has over us. Um, uh, I'm sure many of our listeners know Dorothy Beal from her uh, website, Mile Posts. It's um, www.mile-posts.com, and she is a mom of three young kids, and a veteran of 24 marathons, count them, um, 24 marathons in 10 years, and, and a Saucony ambassador. Mm-hmm. So thanks for joining us, Dorothy. We're happy to have you on.
2: Thank you. I'm glad we be here.
0: Good. Yeah, so re- remind folks of the ages of your three little, three little ones.
2: Uh, my daughter, Chloe, is six. She'll be seven in September. My son, Miles, just turned five. And then I have a two-year-old son named Colton.
1: Oh, you and Kara Goucher have Colts.
2: I know. Actually, I had the privilege of talking to her not too long ago, and our colts are born the same year. And I told her that after uh, after he was born, everyone was going to say that I copied her name, and she said that I could tell everyone that she stole it from me.
0: <laughs> She's very generous. Yeah, I yes. And I looked on your site of on the twenty six point two names, you know, kind of running inspired names, and I saw that Colton was on there. So, and I love that your son is Miles. So. Does yes. does Chloe feel a little left out not having a running name?
2: I know. Uh, I thought about that later, but you know, hindsight's 2020. 20. Right. Yeah.
0: So so her middle name's not like Paula Radcliffe or something like that.
2: <laughs> no, no. I did say though, if Colton was a girl, we were gonna name him Molly, and I was gonna have Miles and Molly, the uh, Marine Corps marathon mascots, as my kids. I don't,
1: think, I don't think there are very many female like running names. Like it's easier to kind of pull it off with a with a male, you know? Yes, I, besides yes. Molly, and I and I wouldn't have known Molly was the mascot. Are there yeah. any others? I mean, I guess like Paula or Dina or Kara. Yeah. You know? And the way you have on the
0: on your site, I mean, if you want to go Paris or you know Tokyo or something like that for one of the World Masters Marathon Masters, right? Or what are they the called? Majors, majors, majors. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so anyway, so you wouldn't have named Chloe um, after a running name because did you get did you start running after you had her or before?
2: No, I started running before her, but I think um, kind of after having kids, it has taken on a whole new level and new meaning. So definitely it was on my mind, but not as on my mind as it was with the subsequent children. So
1: Sure, sure. Well, tell us how
2: you got started running, Dorothy. Uh, well, in college, I was overweight and a smoker and um, not happy with life. And so I came home one break and my mom had recently gotten into running and kind of was pushing me into it and said that she would pay for anything that had to do with running. Um, So she kind of dragged me along and I definitely didn't like it to start. It was not fun. And um, she trained for her first marathon and I went and watched her and I still didn't quite enjoy it. Um, but after you know sticking with it, she was right. I kind of fell in love. So
1: So do you remember, did she buy you running stuff? Do you remember like if she bought you clothes or shoes or she anything? She
2: did. She would send me running shirts when I was at school. I would get care packages with a running shirt. And you know, now if now if I got a care package with the running shirt, I'd be excited about it. But back then I was like, oh, she wants me to go run. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that, that lovely parental peer pressure, right? It's yes. like, like yeah. Uh, kind of weighs down on you. And so, so do you and your mom run together now?
2: We do. She lives in Boston now or just outside of Boston. So we don't get to do it as often as we would like. But, um, but yeah, when she's around, we'll do races together on Thanksgiving or um, go for a run when she comes home. Because
0: you all are both now fast, right? Wasn't she um, supposed to run Boston last year, and then she decided not to because of the weather, or am I misremembered?
2: Yes, because of the heat. Yeah, she deferred to this year. Um, she is speedy. I, I think, uh, I forgot what her time was this year. I think it was around a 3.59, which is not bad. Um, yeah, I'd say so,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, she definitely, she definitely is a speedy grandma.
0: Yeah, well, and so you come by it naturally, because um, I was reading on your blog that six months after... Um, giving birth to miles, you cut more than 20 minutes off your marathon time to qualify for Boston the first of many times. Yeah.
2: I think once you've had a child, pain takes on a whole new, a whole new meaning. (laughs) And so what you thought was painful before doesn't seem quite as painful now. So, um, I think, you know, I had some of that new mommy, um, magical speed that happens. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a different level of pain tolerance.
0: So, I mean, is that what you attribute being able to? I mean, you've dropped your your marathon time by over an hour. I mean, so what is the magic that you've worked?
2: Yeah, I think it's a, a whole bunch of different things. After I had Chloe, I decided to stop walking on my runs, so I just slowed down the pace but kept moving. Whereas before I had her, I would you know run as fast as I could and then be winded and have to walk. And you know I figured that if I just went a little bit slower but kept moving, I'd actually get somewhere faster. So I kind of retrained myself in that level. And then um, you know, like I said, the the pain threshold I think is different. Um, and then also I don't have as much time. So you know, if I have an hour to run, I want to fit as many miles as I can in and so you pick up the pace a little bit more um <laughs> I mean, did, you,
1: did you follow like a specific plan with with speed work and hills and stuff in it or are you just like I'm gonna do go I... eight miles today
2: well, I kind of do two different approaches. I coach myself. So I do come up with a plan, but it's a loose plan. And so I mostly just listen to my body. I know each week I need to do some speed work. I need to do a long run. I need to have, you know, easy runs that follow the speed work, but I don't have a set on Tuesday. I'm going to do a tempo. It's if I wake up that day and I feel like I have speed in my legs, then I'm going to do speed. And then, um, you know, long runs are pretty much set for the weekend. But I kind of do like an intuitive thing of, you know, today I feel good. So I'm going to go longer or I'm not feeling so great. I was up half the night. I'm going to go shorter. And I really kind of credit that to I've never gotten injured before. I think um, when you are in tune with your body more, um, you can see greater results than, you know, being up all night with a kid and then forcing yourself to run 10 miles.
1: Sure. So So do you, I mean, do you write out a plan for yourself like before a marathon or you've done so many at this point that you just kind of know what you need to do?
2: Well, it's a loose plan. I'll make a spreadsheet online and I'll definitely map out the long runs. So those I feel like are something that you can't mess around with. You need to, um, have a certain amount of twenties and, you know, 18s and that kind of stuff. Um, but as far as writing out my speed work and everything, I don't, I just, um, You know, kind of know what I need to do. And so just do it. Um, I know that it's, it doesn't work for everyone to do it that way. But I I think that, um, you know, for especially newer runners, when, when they see this 12 or 16 week training plan and it's all laid out of what they have to do every single day, it can be very discouraging rather than, um, kind of giving yourself a little bit of wiggle room and giving yourself a chance to fall in love with running rather than making it. So, um, by the books.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that perspective. I mean, So, so if I, so if I listen, if I just decide, if I, if I become Dorothy Beal, I'll never get injured again. So I just, (laughs) do my legs have speed in them? Okay. I guess I'll go do something today. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm very jealous of the no injury thing. That's huge though. And you've done, you've done a lot of your training by pushing your little, your little nuggets around, right? I mean, I remember that, you know, we talked about you running. I can't remember how fast you did. You had a very fast time for running with your triple stroller. Um, yes, <laughs> and you ran half marathon. We talk about that and train like a mother. Um, and then we know yes. you you've done twenty miles. You know, pushing a single stroller I mean, kind of. We have a lot of moms that want some secrets from you as far as a pushing the stroller and b keeping the kids entertained. So, so part one is you know how do you do it?
2: Well, I think. It- again, you have to adjust your expectations. You can't really be a slave to your watch or your Garmin. You kind of just have to go out there and the victory is getting out there. It's not in how fast or how far you're going to go. And then kind of doing that intuitive thing again, that if your kids are cooperating and being great, then, you know, a run that you thought was going to be four miles, maybe it turns into eight miles. And then on the days that they're not being are not being good and you have to cut it short, you cut it short and you don't get upset by it.
0: So then do you always have, like in addition to Cheerios, do you also have then, you know, some goos or whatever in the stroller for you?
2: Uh, well, I've tried to stop using as many goos and gels. So I'll have water, I'll have th- noon um with me but i mean usually they're the ones i'm more concerned about about having snacks and you know definitely uh keep a handy stash of lollipops for desperate times um
0: for your desperate times
2: or their desperate times for for their desperate times (laughs) though i suppose i could use it in a desperate in a desperate moment um Oh, and the- lots of water bottles. And actually, most recently, now that they're getting a little bit older, we um we have a Kindle. So we'll bring our Kindle and they can kind of play games. And um, but they really have embraced it because I've been doing it with them for so long and haven't forced it on them. You know, if there's days that they say, Mommy, we really don't want to run outside, then then I won't you know, I won't push them. So it's not seen as a negative thing to them. Um, and I think I have, I've said before, I, fr- I it might've even been in that 13 mile run that I said, you know, I'm sorry, mommy has to run for so long. And my daughter was like, we love seeing the world. Oh, boy. So oh t- that's yeah. True. You know, to them, it's something exciting. And and the only rule is that you don't talk to mommy when we're going up hills. <laughs> but other than that, you know, we're talking the whole time and they tell me stories or we play I Spy and, you know, just try to keep, keep it fun for them too. Wow. You just make it sound so easy. You just make it's, it sound see, so easy. It's, it definitely, it's, I think any mom that's pushed a stroller knows it's not easy. And so, um, you know, whether it's one kid, two kids, three kids, whether it's one mile or 10 miles, it's never going to be easy. And it's, it's, I liken it to speed work, you know, it's just something that you have to do. And I think if you just think of it as that, you're getting faster, it's kind of easier to swallow, you know, just, sure. sure. it's just an, it's something that you have to do. You don't have a choice. So you just do it and don't complain about it. Yeah. That's a good rationale
0: on pretty much anything in life. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Dorothy, 24 marathons, you are a true marathon maniac. Like what keeps you going back for more? Oh gosh. I
2: i think it's that moment when you cross the finish line that I, it's, it's a definite addiction to that feeling. Um, whether it's a good marathon or a bad marathon, or, um, you know, it's a marathon, you just finished 26.2 miles. You went farther than most people will ever go in their life. And, um, you know, half the time you did it before people are even awake on the weekend. So, um, it's one of those things that, um, For me, it it gives me strength in all other areas of my life, and I think I keep going back because doing one wasn't it.
0: Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. Bark boxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first Bark Box. Dimity let Barkbox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com AMR
2: enough, you know, saying, Oh, I, I did this, I conquered it. Hey, I'm good for the rest of my life. It it wasn't enough for me. I need to constantly, um, conquer my fears and, um, just kind of go to that place where I can, you know, find out how strong I am.
1: Sure. Sure. Well, and so, um, before we talk about how strong you are, which is very, very strong, um, so tell me what's what's your favorite marathon or what's the best marathon you run? Like and it might not be a time one, but like just overall uh, think back fondly to the your best race.
2: I mean, I think the first is the best, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I love them all, but that first one definitely Um, When you're at mile 22 and 23, you're kind of questioning, A, how did you go that far? And then B, how are you going to make it another 3.2 miles? Um, Because 3.2 miles is a very long way to go when you've already gone 23. So, um, yeah, I think that first one just crossing the finish line and realizing kind of like, um, it was like an aha moment, you know, I think up until that point, I didn't believe in myself and didn't think I could do things, um, that other people could. And doing that, I was like, Hey, you know, maybe I could be good at this and maybe I am stronger than I think. And, um, maybe I'm kind of limiting my own life. So.
1: That's awesome. And so, what what race was
2: that? Uh, Marine, Corps. <laughs> Marine Corps. And how many yeah. have you run Marine Corps a lot? I have. I was trying to count the other day. I think I've done it six times. Okay. Um, yeah, so and definitely- I've done and I've done the I've done the ten k as well once after I would had a baby, and then another time when I was pregnant. So. Um, I've been down there a lot of years.
0: (laughs) So what would, how would you, I know so many of our fans think about, um, our listeners think about running that race. I mean, what, describe a little bit why it's special other than, you know, it being the first, I mean, obviously something's drawing you back to it.
2: Um, well, it's beautiful. It starts in Virginia. It starts at the Iwo Jima Memorial and that's beautiful. And it's kind of like, even if you're not a really patriotic person, it kind of sweeps you up in this moment where you're like, gosh, I'm really proud to be an American and, and, and proud to live in this country. And so, um, you know, it's an amazing start with aircraft flying overhead and, um, seeing the Marines Um, and then you get a beautiful tour of DC and I mean you're running past the White House and the Washington Monument and all these great things and because it's put on by the Marine Corps all of the volunteers are Marines and they're so polite and so encouraging and you know you finish and you have a Marine put a medal around your neck and I don't know you they they just kind of make you feel like you are the most important person on that day and they do that for every participant there. So, um, and it's easy for me to get to, which is always nice. Um, Yeah. I mean, I highly recommend it. And I think it's also fun, especially for first timers because there are so many first timers there that um you know you're you fit in you're among like-minded people right well
0: you do a good sell job on honestly I'm thinking maybe I'll (laughs) maybe I'll break my new rule which I will think I've shared with Dimity which is I'm thinking I'm not doing any marathons except ones that are in my own time zone unless I qualify for Boston (laughs) again but uh, (laughs) but um I've been toying with the idea of a ultra marathon so do you ever think of going longer than 26.2
2: I do so um before that I was training for a spring marathon and it was cold and um I didn't want to go outside so I did my long run on the tr- on the treadmill and I made it to 22 miles and then I was like oh maybe I'll go more and make it to 24 and then I went to 24 and I was like you know what I'm just gonna do a treadmill marathon today so I went to 26.2 and kind of did a little happy dance, and I still felt good. And so, I just kept going and stopped at 30 miles, and you know was happy for the day. So I want to, I want to actually do a real ultra, <laughs> not just one on the treadmill that doesn't count. Oh my god! But. It, you know, I'm torn. I want I want to get faster at the marathon, but I want to run more miles, but I want to do short stuff. There's just so many, uh, the opportunities are endless when it comes to running. So definitely in the next couple of years.
0: How did you make time pass running 30 miles on a treadmill?
2: Well, I was watching Dexter. <laughs> I, just, I don't I' I, won't, I will only admit that to a few people. Um, so, so that kept me pretty entertained. but I the miles motivate me. you know um, people often tell me, oh, you should run garminless but I, I, I like hearing that little beep of another mile pass. and so you know you make it to 28 miles and then you see it clicking up to 29 and each mile motivates me to, to go to the next one. So
1: that's cool. I don't yeah. know. Do you keep a log of all your miles, or your training, or, does that, or is your is your um, website your log?
2: So I go back and forth. I I love handwritten journals. I'm not big into um, you know putting it's them not into a person. Uh, yeah, no. I guess I, it always kind of scares me for safety reasons, even if they say it's safe. Um, so I write it down in my own little thing that I can look at. Um, but then sometimes, you know, I, I think as, as runners, we can get a little obsessive over the mileage and, oh, I want to hit this number or that number. And so if I find myself doing that, then I'll just take a break from recording my miles for a while and okay. just, um, you know, just know that if I'm putting in an, if I'm running a tempo, if I'm doing speed work and I'm doing my long run, then, you know, I'm good to go. I don't need to... Uh, count and say, oh, if I just run two more miles, I'll, I'll, I'll hit 60 miles this week. You know, sure, I, sure. I think it goes with the whole, um, not overdoing it and, and, you know, listening to your body to not get injured.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, so you talked a little bit about, about, you know, how marathons make you feel so strong and, and we both are huge fans of the Saucony, um, find your strong campaign, Um, which obviously encourages people to kind of get out of their comfort zone and find where they feel just solid and strong and so capable. Um, So, I mean, is that, is that, is your strong, uh, is that marathon running or or where where have you found your strong recently?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, I think on almost every single run I have to, in some manner, find my strong, whether it's you know, finding the strength just to wake up really early in the morning or, you know, this morning it was really humid and, um, muggy and I didn't feel like running. So I had to find a little bit of strength there. Uh, I, I think, you know, it's some days it's, it's a big type of strong for a marathon, you know, you really have to dig deep, but I think, um, just being a runner in general requires a lot of strength. It's, it's not, so I always just assumed that it was like a place you got to like, like, you were a runner. And so then it was just easy. And it's, it's not like that. I mean, this year will be my 10th year running marathons and it's not easy. And it, you know, 10 years from now, it's still not going to be easy. It, it takes work and it it's some, a process that you have to repeatedly, um, find your strong or find strength, you know? Yeah. No, I think that that's,
1: I think that, you know, I I remember I had a coach tell me that once, that it's not easy for anybody. And even though, you know, you are a very talented, swift little runner, you know, like it is still hard for you. It is still hard for Kara Goucher, you know? I mean, you know, it's not, it's not like, you know, that you guys can just go out and sail, you know? Yeah. Maybe you can sail faster and go a little faster than we can, you know? But it's, it's the idea that like, you know, every every time i go out it's hard you know yeah. i mean it's hard in a different way and it may not be hard as hard some days as it is in others but i mean i think that's what kind of draws you to it too you'd be like okay i I, get, I can get this done like it's a, it's a wall in front yeah. of me but i climb it you know
2: Well, and I think that's the beauty of running is that you know there are a lot of people that'll come to me and they're they're talking and they're like, oh well, I'm not a real runner and and I'm not fast and I run eleven minute miles. So you know, I I know it's it's not it's probably easier for you. And I'm like, you know, it's the same level of hardness for everyone, and it doesn't matter what pace you are. You know, I I'm feel that I'm just as much of a runner as Kara Goucher is, even though she's light years ahead of me. And I think that we all kind of go through the the same emotions and the same um, feelings, regardless of pace or even distance, you know, three miles to somebody else is, it can be in a very, very long distance. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's, I think
1: that's very true. I think that that's, I think that's what unites us runners you know because that we have such respect among us because we know that every time you know whether you are you know running a three-hour marathon or a six-hour marathon it's still a marathon and you're still going to go through those highs and lows and those mental yeah. battles and that like uh, keep pushing I don't want to keep pushing keep pushing I don't want to keep pushing you know I mean it just goes yeah. you know it's this universal language we all speak no matter what the time on the clock says and I, that's why uh that's why we love it I think you know
2: yeah <laughs> It really is wonderful. Yeah. So, hey, to to change
0: topics a little, um, you've blogged about how your weight has dropped too low, Dorothy, and and how maybe you perhaps dwell too much on the numbers on the scale. And and I'm just kind of curious, do do thoughts like that still swirl around in your head? And, And if not, how have you silenced them?
2: Yeah, I think it's hard, um, as a woman in general to, to silence those body image and, um, thought about thoughts about your weight. Um, I think there are years that I have better handles handle on it than others. Um, but I think it's something that, uh, many of us struggle with whether it's thinking that you're um too big or too small or you know maybe if i was smaller i would be faster or um, you know, it's it's easy to get into the comparison game in mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. And because running is so much about numbers, you know, we we talk about how many miles we've run and how fast we did those miles and how many miles we're going to run. And um, it's easy to kind of apply those numbers and the, that com- kind of competitive tendency um, to other areas of your life that also involve numbers. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think as I get older I become a little bit more accepting of myself and know that it's not you know I don't need to look like I I, I don't need to look like a elite twig mm-hmm. in order to to be fast and that it's not all about um Your weight. I mean, still, I I, I'm a bottom heavy person. When I show up to uh, the start of a race, I'm larger than a lot of the girls that I'm next to. But I I tell myself when I'm running a race and I'm ahead of them that you know this this body can move and and it can move fast and and so maybe I should be a little bit more. loving of, you know, loving of the parts of myself that maybe I don't think are perfect.
1: That's your motor, man. You got to keep that, you know, keep that part, you know, keep your legs. (laughs) I've never seen you in person, so I imagine that you don't have much of a booty, but I'm just saying like, (laughs) strongest muscle in the body for a reason, the biggest muscle. So, um, yes,
2: I mean, I think, I think that there are many women that are drawn to the sport of running to lose weight. I mean, that is why I got into it. And so it's hard once you are doing running for other reasons to kind of realize that, you know, it's not about weight anymore. I don't run to burn calories. I run because I love it. Not because, um, to me, it's not really exercise, even though it is exercise, you know, it's not about calories anymore.
1: You you run to watch, uh, programs about serial killers, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) That's the true reason, right? It's you and you and Anthony Michael Hall.
2: Exactly.
1: Awesome. Well, and you just uh, said, I, you know, this body can run. But you know, we, I love, we love your signature phrase. You know, I run this body. I mean, so I mean, is that your mantra? And you know, what does that mean to you?
2: It is. It kind of it. I. It's developed on a long run, and it's just kind of, you know. You're in charge of yourself, like you can push p- through the hard miles and you can decide whether you're going to have a good day or a bad day. And I mean, it doesn't just apply to running, though, of course, I love it for running the most. Um, but yeah, just that you're in charge of yourself, you know, it's kind of like when you're in a marathon and you're feeling good and then you start to feel bad for a second and all those negative thoughts creep in. The only way to make them go away is to realize that you're in charge. Um, and I think your mind runs your body. And so you need to, to, to show your body who's boss in a way. Who's boss. Exactly. I love that.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dorothy. It's been awesome to talk to you.
2: You're welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And so what's up next on your race calendar?
2: Oh, gosh. I signed up for a bunch of shorter races to hopefully give me some uh, speed in my legs for the marathon in the fall. But um, I'm excited. I'm going to run hood to coast again this summer. So that's my, my big race. And what's your fall marathon? So I'm wavering. I signed up for Vegas, um, mm. and I think I'm going to do that for fun, but I may squeeze in Marine Corps in there one more time. <laughs> you got to make sure
1: that you, the Iwo Jima Memorial is still there. Yes. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I think it's great to go back to a race, and especially one that you you love so much. So that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, Well. good luck with all those races, and, and I hope to maybe see you when you're out here in Portland for Hood to Coast.
2: Thanks.
1: Thank you, yes. Uh, we're all cheering for you. Yeah, good. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. So she's a little bit of a spark plug slash inspiration, right, SBS?
0: Oh, yeah, 30 miles in the basement on the treadmill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the one where, where, where she said, um you know, so you're going four miles, it's going well, so you just go eight. And in <laughs> my head I'm thinking... I'm going four miles. It's going well. I'm going five, or maybe <laughs> five point five. You know, <laughs> but it's it's you know it's it's probably the same amount of time. She's just a little. She's just a little ski demon. Well, oh, I
0: know, particularly because that thirty mile run. It was supposed to be twenty two miles. Thus, it was. I mean, I can't do my math, but that was close to you know probably at a least third tw- longer. Yeah, like twenty seven percent longer or something than she intended yes, to go.
1: <laughs> but I love I love that she doesn't think of it as exercise now. I mean, mm-hmm. which obviously you know she's gotten to this Zen point of this thing that she hated, you mm-hmm. know, and her mom forced her to do, which I hope, I hope, uh, you know, she was in college then, so she, she could make her own choices. <laughs> so if you're hearing this and you're trying to, you're thinking about, you know, sending your eight-year-old a, a running shirt in the mail, maybe, maybe hold off a couple of years <laughs> in, in the hopes of breeding a Dorothy Beale. Right. Um, but, uh, but I just love that it's gone. It's, it's, it's been such a journey for her and she's found her strong. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like how great it. You know, you and I often say, like, wouldn't it be so gracious to have, like, natural talent like that? Like, just uh... anyway. Awesome. And in our next lives, we'll be pushing trip- strollers and and running, you know, 313 marathons.
0: Yeah, and being about half as big as we currently are. So <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's that. Um, so for more of us, uh, look for us on Facebook at Run Like a Mother, the book. Our website is Another Mother Runner. On Twitter, we're at The Mother Runner. Our books are Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother and they're available on Amazon.com and we hope you buy them and many happy miles to you.